Are you ready? Ready to take a ride? Grab your coffee and strap yourself in. Because the show is about to begin. From the front lines of America, Babylon, and transmitting worldwide on the internet and satellite, you are listening to Omega Man Radio Network with Shannon Davis. Welcome, everybody, to the program, and we're excited to have back our good friend from Gold Coast of Australia, Peter Whiffen. Peter, you want to open us up in prayer tonight? Okay. Cool. Dear Father God, we love you and praise you. Amen. And we ask you to be with us and to bless everyone. We ask that the milk of your word go out and put to sleep all the evil spirits that are in the lives of everyone. We bind the principalities, powers, rulers, and authorities in the name of Jesus. And we ask the kingdom of heaven come. And we also ask, dear Father God, appoint us to know. Open up the truth to us. Let us all receive a love of the truth. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Folks, I'm excited to have Brother Peter back. We had him scheduled for a week back, oh, but man. we took ill over here, and I yeah. want to thank you for working with me. Peter, how you been since last time, man? Happy New Year to you. Yeah, Happy New Year, too. <clears throat> well, um, uh, it's been pretty interesting over here. We've, uh, As you know, I was given an op shop, and uh, we have inventions in the op shop. Oh, my goodness. From, uh, <laughs> from the drug addicts coming in to, the, um, uh, to other people, uh, some of them, their children have committed suicide and... Um, uh, and just others wanting to come in and be friends. Um, we get the uh, ones that have had nervous breakdowns and are recovering and um, all sorts of people coming in here. <laughs> we get the witness every day, which is pretty cool, and um, help people out with stuff if they need it. Um, we can give them some shoes or a shirt or, or some cooking utensils or some furniture, help them get off and on the road again. Brother, that's awesome. So, uh, so is that like a Goodwill store or a thrift store, as we call them in the States, where people come and they donate clothes and furniture and, and the like? Yeah, it's a, it's a Goodwill store. Wow, that's and, cool. And, 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 man, we're getting so much stuff, we can't hold it all. Wow. It's, uh, 
people, you know, people dropping off TV sets. We we got uh, the other day. We got a whole van full of brand new clothes. You know, with wow. tags on. Wow. Wow. <laughs> um, and you know, it's nice. You know, you can uh, you should see the people's face when they say, "Oh, how much is this?" And I said, "Oh, Merry Christmas." <laughs> they laugh. You know, they get a shock. Um, you can really be a blessing. You know, it's fun. Brother, you're literally being fun. able to bless them in the natural, but also. Uh, do you have enough space there that you can you can do ministry too on site? Yeah, yeah, man. We're doing deliverance. Um, I, I'm doing deliverance here. We're doing deliverance uh, uh, online, praying for people right there in the shop. Um, I <laughs> had one uh, one uh, person on from from Sydney. Uh, I, I went down and did a conference in Sydney, a little deliverance conference. Uh, got invited down there and. Um, uh, he had more people there than he'd ever had in his church. <laughs> wow! In. It wasn't wasn't a big meeting, but it was uh, nice. Uh, I was able to uh, some people manifested, so I was able to uh, demonstrate deliverance and teach it while doing it. So, so that was interesting, brother. That's great. Um, hmm. That that's awesome because <laughs> uh, an opportunity like that. You know, people come and get free, and then they go back and tell their friends, and they say, "Hey, deliverance is real. I saw it firsthand." Yeah, and and man, I I, I got a yacht. I, I I bought the yacht up from Sydney. I risked my life. Tell me about that. Open ocean. You sent me a picture, and you're uh, sitting there, and it looked like in the open <coughs> sea. You were coming back on a boat. Yeah, yeah. We got this uh, deceased estate. We bought. I I made it. You know, decision and said yes. I'll go halves in this boat. It was only cheap, you know. And yes. it's a it's a thirty six foot foot yacht. And um, we went down to pick it up, and uh, oh man, God protected me. I nearly got murdered. What happened? Um, the uh, volunteer from here came down with me, a Canadian guy, and um, uh, my other guy who bought the boat with me came down. We all drove down to sail the thing back, and he didn't feel well. My partner in the boat so he drove the car back and me and the canadian guy were to sail it back but there was problems with the boat it like caught fire the minute we took took it on the first journey Whoa. and uh oh oh the all the wiring was short-circuiting and uh the motor overheated and um oh, all lots of things had to be fixed so we ended up it was going to be a two week at the most and it turned into five weeks to get it back Brother, how and, far were um, you out from the port when it caught fire? Had you already, had you, had, had you already taken off? everything off and sailing it back into the port. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Brother, that's amazing. Crazy, now, eh? um, where did you pick it up? What part of Australia was it located then? It was in um, uh, just north of Sydney, uh, suburbs of Sydney. We had it in the pit water. In Sydney, ah. which is uh, oh, Captain Cook's area. Okay, and you had to Beautiful bring it. place. You brought it back to the Gold Coast. How far of a sailing trip was that? Five hundred miles. At the in the open sea. In the open sea, <laughs> brother. What <laughs> I know about into Austin. some ports along the way. Wow. And um, I blew the sail out uh, in a storm. Uh, lost the life raft. Uh, the dinghy, which was the life raft, the blow-up boat, looked around. It was missing. But before we left, because we had to fix it, um, the 
the Canadian guy was staying on the boat with me. We we were on a mooring, and uh, one morning he, uh, I said good morning, and he looked at me funny, and I went uh oh, and uh, he went in and boiled the jug and came back, and uh, I said how's your coffee, and then, and then he turned around to me and said I'm gonna kill you. What? Oh man, <laughs> you had a demon on board, brother. <laughs> I had a demon <laughs> manifesting right on the boat there, man. Oh and, man. Uh, <laughs> hey, you you touch me and I'll kill you. You know, I, I said, oh, what makes you think I would even touch you? Don't talk to me while I'm speaking like this. Wow. <laughs> oh, man. And like this guy is a, a fit, tall Canadian, you know, rig worker. And, yes. um, you know, he's climbing a mast for us and everything. So I used the milk. Um, it's about time we all had a drink of milk. Oh, and he, yes. he shook his head and come out of it and went outside the cabin. And uh, I jumped on the on the dinghy. I, I just said, oh, I'm going in um, going in to charge the drill. And um, I drove away. And, and when I got on the shore, it, it was right near the marina, I got on the shore, I just felt so much of a relief came off me. I, I was in real danger. And so uh, the milk saved my life. <laughs> wow. So I want... I ended up going and getting the police, and uh, the the water police came out and arrested him. Uh, he he was on the run from uh, the U.S. or Canada or something. Oh boy! And he overstayed his visa, and and um, yeah, they they deported him. <laughs> wow, man! And uh, you're out mm. at open sea. They got great white yeah. sharks over there in Australia, don't they? Yeah, they don't muck around here. There's plenty of sharks. Uh, there was whales in front of the boat. Like, you can hit a whale. with One come up right beside the boat. Woo! And then we're, it was, there was no moon. So we're sailing at night. You can't see anything. It's black, you know, and getting blown around by waves. Whoa. And uh, I felt like Jackus Christo, I tell you. No moon, bro. <laughs> uh, did Let me ask you, did you feel like Paul with the Eurycladon? You might be going under? Oh, yeah, I was thinking about all that. And uh, <laughs> I was thinking, man, those guys, they didn't even have a motor, you know. And we got a motor to get us out of a bit of trouble, but, <clears throat> you know, they didn't have a motor. Did you ever think at and any then, point, um, though, because, the waves might overtake and you might be sinking in, at sea? Yeah, well, you can hit something. Uh, there was uh, uh, crab fishermen's pots everywhere, and if you hit one of them, it'll bind up the motor and the rope and that, and around the propeller. Ooh. And... Uh, I'm thinking, I didn't ask to do this. Uh, what am I doing out here? And uh, uh, <laughs> and uh, real test, uh, real test. Uh. So we, we ended up, we pulled into a port called Yamba. We pulled into a couple of places on the way up, which are very few and far between. And uh, I, I had to pay a skipper after he left the boat to help get me the boat home because I didn't want to do it on my own. And um, I got a professional guy in. Well, the first guy in, we get out to sea and he starts rolling a joint of marijuana. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> oh, man. You might he's the one who blew the sail up. You might end and, up over uh, in Pitcairn Island with him on, on the helm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so he left the boat and I uh, got another one. And uh, we are at the Yamba Bowls Club for uh, watching the football grand final. I didn't want to watch it because I don't watch that sort of stuff, but he wanted to watch it, so I was with him. And um, 
I had a guy manifest right in the bar, uh, and the security were around, and I was casting spirits out right in the bar of the bowls club. Wow. So that was fun. Wow. This guy just... This guy just started looking at me, growling, you know, with one eye. He's sort of growling and twisting his head. A half Aboriginal <laughs> guy. And um, <laughs> and I just said, hey, you spirit, what do you think you're doing there? And he, he, he took two steps back and clenched his fist like the Hulk and went, he's mine, he's mine. Wow. Loud at the top of his <laughs> <laughs> Right in the bar, man. So... <laughs> By that time, the security's all around. They're thinking there's a fight, see, because the guy was looking pretty nasty. And then I said, how'd you get in there? Black rituals. So um, I, I, I commanded Demon down and the guy to come to his senses. And he took about three steps backward and said, get it out of me. What's that? And, wow, uh, Peter. He knew. Amazing, eh? Brother, so, that's so real deliverance. He... <laughs> uh, go ahead. Amazing, he, eh? Uh, continue. Yeah, yeah. So, he knew. So, so he knew he had something wrong with him all his life. You know, the the fa- he was the you know outcast of the family and all of that. So uh, I said to him, you know, you have to get uh, you have to get saved uh, by Jesus to get this out, and you need to call on the name of Jesus. I don't want to cast it out of you unless you unless you give your life to Jesus. So he did, right there in the bar, gave his life to Jesus. He starts crying, gives me a, um, a big hug, and I call for the love of God to come, and he starts burping demons out over my shoulder right there in the bar. <laughs> wow. That was pretty cool. Folks, are you taking uh, notes tonight? Because there can be some notes to take that's going to benefit you. I like what you did. You told him the truth. If he wants to be set free, he needs to receive Jesus. That's the only way he's going to be able to fight back and be free. But then after you command these yeah. spirits to come out, you call for the love of God. What happens when you call for the love of God? The, the love of God, God so loved the world and he sent his son. So the whole gospel is about the love of God coming to the world. It's... Uh, Hey, can you hear me okay? Because I can, uh, I can swap my. Internet. No, you're, you're, you're coming through good. Uh, are you getting any feedback or anything? I'm coming through good. Um, I, I just you're a bit scattered. That's all. Okay, yeah, my that's all right. My audio is coming through. It's breaking up a little bit. Mm. Yeah, your yours is breaking up a little bit. But okay. anyway, it doesn't matter. You're so coming through good. It's Keep going. All right, long as I'm, I'm clear. Yeah. So. The, the, the milk, uh, Paul said, up until now I've given you milk, and you haven't taken advantage of it. You should have been teachers by now. But in another place it says, sincerely desire the, the spiritual milk, like a baby's hungry. You know, a baby really wants to be fed, and that's a natural example. And uh, this is the, uh, the love of God. Um, it's powerful. Um, if anybody wants to intercede for their their relatives, their families, their friends, and in uh, pray for people, they can ask for the love of God to come into the people's life, in our own life. Where's the love? Like, let the kingdom, like heaven is love, let love there, let the love come. And um, I've found it stops people manifesting. Uh, I've taught it to my children, I've taught it to friends who I know, 
who've, who've, who've used the milk. It's uh, something you don't need skill for. Uh, it says uh, those that use the milk don't need skill. And um, it's very powerful. Uh, I've diffused arguments, um, all sorts of things. And, and we can pray intercession with the milk. <laughs> if we, you go up to Judges 4, you'll find that a guy called C. Sierra was fed milk. He asked for water. And uh, this lady that's the most blessed woman, you know, feeds him milk and then butter from a royal dish, which I believe is stirred up milk. And I found that it's the love. <laughs> yeah, it's a love. So the, the love of God will intercede. Uh, and it saved my life. I can say the love of God saved my life from that guy could have kicked me off and stole the boat and I would have drowned. Peter, when you called for the love of God to come on this man, did that begin to do a, a work of some inner healing in him where he had had some wounds? Yes. Yeah. It did, and, and um, he's given me a hug right there in the bar. <laughs> wow. And completely bewildered with what it had hit him, you know, uh, completely surprised at the change that was going on with him. Anybody else uh, looking in, or were they busy doing their own thing? Well, um, the, all the security were looking, and the skipper of the boat was looking, and I, I said to him, I forgot to tell you, I'm an exorcist. <laughs> 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 wow you know what so, uh, yeah that's a demonstration of the power of god it says if i by the finger of god cast that devils the kingdom of god is coming to you kingdom of god to come into that bar amen you know and uh uh you know it was just beautiful for that guy i left him with you know get yourself a bible i didn't have anything on me and and a local church and um take advantage of what god's done for you today and, uh, yeah, he was looking with wide eyes like a little kid. <laughs> Praise God, brother. What a, what, what a, a brother, you're wondering why you had delays while you were there? God had some divine appointments. What if you were stalled because you needed to have met that guy? God had divine yeah. appointments set up, you know? Yeah, just for him. So, you know, he's one of the souls going to make it to heaven. And uh, going to make it, uh, Thank you, you know, Jesus. escape the pit. You know, and, and God said this one's important. And this is where we get into witnessing. I've found the more, more you witness, uh, the better it is. Just uh, one a day, like, or one a week. Start with one a week or one a day. I, I do ambush evangelism. What do you mean? Uh, um. When I'm spending my money, I go to the checkout and, and they say, you got your rewards? I, I go, yeah, Jesus gave me all my rewards. I got them. Thanks. <laughs> and, uh, did you, <laughs> and did you know that, you know, you can call on his name, see? So you leave them with that. And they've got to be nice because they're working. They can't upset the customers, right? Right. So, so that's. That's what I call ambush evangelism. You can try it. Every time you spend money at the service station, at the checkout, the shop, hold your money in your hand while you talk. Because while you've got your money there, they've got to wait till you pay them. Yeah. Brother, that's so, great. Uh, you've got to wait. <laughs> I made myself a little goal just to witness one once a day, every day to someone. 
And now it just happens out of my back pocket. It happens very easily. And uh, at first it was on my mind as a challenge. So, but, but, but you know, I would encourage everyone uh, to witness. You know, if everyone in the church witnessed once a day, the whole world could be talked to pretty quick. You know, so. Brother, that's so true. It's done one at a time. Yeah. You, you can say two questions like I used it today. Oh, by the way, who would you say Jesus is? And you can say that to anyone on the bus anywhere. By the way, who would you say Jesus is? That's a good way to start it all off. What do they say back in return? Some say, he, some say, you know, he's the savior or they'll say he's the son of God. But some will say, I don't know, he's a nice man or, or whatever. But uh, it starts them thinking because Jesus evangelized that way, Peter, if we think about it. He said to Peter, who do you say I am? And see, God gave Peter the answer. So I have faith that God will give them the answer. So I ask the question, and God gives them the answer. And when God gives them the answer, that's their answer, not mine. Wow, and it starts a dialogue there, and it gets them thinking, doesn't it? Gets them thinking. You're just asking a question. Oh, I was just wondering, who would you say Jesus is? See, you're not preaching at them at that point, you know. You're just asking a question. Do you believe it was risen from the dead? It's the next one. Two questions, one after the other, you can ask, depending on the answer to the first one. And the Bible says if you, you believe Jesus Christ is raised from the dead, you will be saved. Yes. What, what if they say, yeah. I don't believe in Jesus? What, what would be your response? You will, then you get into, well, um, what I believe is, and, you know, you're saying your belief then. What I believe is he's the son of God. Why? Because of this, because of that and because of the other things, whatever you want to come up with. And you're giving God something to work with. You're triggering the memory, uh, the mind to think, you know. And uh, like, for instance, uh, <laughs> I, had a, <laughs> I had a situation in the, in the op shop, a uh, young guy who was like an atheist guy. And uh, we were nicknamed him already Harry Potter. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and oh my goodness, you know, and uh, someone come in late. And what I say to late people here is, I don't make them feel bad. I say, how can anyone be late? We're in eternity. We live forever. And uh, they look at me. I said, it's just a uh, man's line in the sand. It's all right. We're glad you're here. We're glad you made it. And they sort of feel better coming into the shop and, um, so I was saying that to a guy, and, and then this atheist guy who's working with us, uh, working for the uh, for the unemployment, they got to work for that here a little bit, put some hours in. And um, he starts quoting something from the magicians of Harry Potter. So I go, oh, suffer not a witch to live, before thinking about it. I just said that. <laughs> and uh, two weeks later, uh, it all came out. That scripture, what I said, just played on his mind and played on his mind and ate at him, you know? Yes. <laughs> so uh, there's not, nothing like putting a few scriptures out there in the conversation. And, well, because uh, the word of God. It ended up, he was testing me with riddles, la laughing his head off. Oh. So I said, because uh, I, could, I couldn't answer the riddles, and he was laughing his head off. And uh, I, 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 it was funny, I was playing with him. And, and I said, let me ask you one. 
what come first, the chicken or the egg? <laughs> and it's just like, <laughs> just like, bowled the bowling ball and knocked all the pins over. <laughs> and he starts talking about atheism and, you know, I was voted scumbag of the week when I was on YouTube. Uh, you can Google value triple seven. They even did one helping value to count and they were manifesting. But anyway, uh, <laughs> I took them all down because that was another time. But I did do my apprenticeship, you know, debating atheists. So he, he was gone. When I, when I said to him, uh, uh, DNA is a message and RNA reads the message, but the medium that carries the message is not the message. So can you show me a, a message that doesn't have a mind as the author? And, wow. Uh, with, with that, he's... He scratched, he said, and he went away, and uh, he comes back with a picture of a candy cane, and he's going, pointing at the picture, and I said, what? He said, candy cane. It's a message without a mind. And and I said, who drew it? And he said, I did. Who thought of the idea to draw it? And he said, me. And I said, good, that's your mind. <laughs> with that, he went off. And, uh, <laughs> you got him thinking. <laughs> got him thinking. And and then he came back, and he's just losing it. He's he's like screwing his face up now, and the eyes are going round, and uh, hands in the air, and uh, getting very angry. And he said, "I've had to destroy my candy cane." <laughs> <laughs> so, like crazy. <laughs> so the spirit that was giving him these ideas was just uh, not happy. So uh, it was right in the shop, and, and I could have kept it going further. He would have manifested more, but I, I said, do you like a cup of tea? And he nearly killed me for offering him a cup of tea. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you know what? You, so, that's called uh, standing in the gap right there. Yeah. You could have so, just you know, been not. pray for him for his soul, you know. And <laughs> oh, yeah. Did he, has he let you pray for him, or you had to pray? No. No, he's gone. Your own time. He's uh he, he said to me, ever since I've been here, and I, I didn't know, ever since I've been here, you've been trying to convert me. And I went, oh, that's cool. And uh, he said, I don't want it. Hmm. So, uh, hmm. so with that, yeah. he went off and he's left in a fury. And <laughs> then he started upsetting all the other staff and everything. And I've had to say to him, don't come back. So well, You know, you planted <laughs> a seed. One. Plant a seed, and uh, that's in him, and and hopefully, uh, hopefully, uh, something happens good for him. Well, you know, he's you know. gonna be thinking about it. He may be angry, but you got him thinking. You know, you can be pleasant. You could just, you know, say, "Hey, we're never gonna meet again. I'm just not gonna do anything to upset his cart." That's not doing him a favor mm. at all. No, that's not doing him a favor it's at all. That's not. what the enemy wants. He wants us just to go through life like that. Not impact anybody, the, and the enemy yeah. runs down their clock and then snatches their soul. You actually were putting on the brakes uh, in the car that he's riding right into hell, so that he can have yeah, really upset the apple cart, you know. He can have some time to get off the highway to hell and think about. It. Do you, I want to continue that way? You know what? Uh, you plant the seed, another water got to bring the increase. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, and it's and it's it's uh, it's fun, you know. Like if it wasn't really serious, it was really funny. But I mean, it's serious because it's for his soul. Yes. And um, 
uh, and uh, I was trying to get a message through to him not to stir him up. And uh, if I had tried to stir him up, he really would have got stirred up. But, you know, when when Jesus was right, turn the other cheek. When you start being super nice when they're angry like that, oh, man, it's like, it is hot coals. It's uh, funny to watch in a way, and uh, it's really powerful uh, to watch. And uh, I, I would say things like, why are you getting upset for? What's wrong? We're just talking. And, 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 and didn't you bring up the subject of evolution? Like, um, I, I didn't bring up the subject. I'm just talking. And what's the matter? Because <laughs> they, they don't know what the matter is, but the, the demon is having the freaking out. The demons are freaking out. Wow. Like, hey, this, this guy might get saved, you know. <laughs> the demons in him are not happy. <laughs> Brother, this is powerful. So, I mean, this is, yeah. this is spiritual warfare right here. Um, you're overlooking his fault, seeing his need. And that demon on the other side is trying to hold him back and take him out. Yeah, because he's owning him. He's owning him. You know, the Bible says the devil works by merchandise, uh, ownership. Um, I, I found some passages where, where women are given to spirits, even two, as prizes of war. It's in, tell me, uh, up in Judges there. Tell me more. What do you mean? Uh, Elaborate some more. The You know how in the natural, like with, um, you know, different armies, they, they get given women as prizes of war. Sure. Well, I, I found it there up, up there in the scripture. It's in, uh, in the poem of Deborah, I think, or up there in Judges 4 or 5, where... Uh, one or two women are given as the prize, and uh, I believe that's given. They're given to spirits, and that might be why some ladies are, are harassed more than others. They're being picked out as prizes and given to given to demons. Wow! So, um, mm, how I've do you ask demons in deliverance? You know, who gave it to you? I get answers to that. Uh oh! And uh, wow! So I buy, you know, then you can command something like, I buy back, I buy back uh, this uh, lady or man with the, with the blood of Jesus. Now hand her over. Oh, wow. See, the blood, the blood redeems, right? We've been redeemed, which yes. means the blood has purchasing power. So uh, you can buy back. Oh, boy. Um, Powerful. Yeah. I'm you, writing that one I down. I use it... Uh, Use the blood is the currency of the kingdom. The blood has the blood purchasing is. power. Mm. Yeah, it's How, the currency of the kingdom. Did the blood of he, Jesus he actually purchase us back? We're redeemed by the blood. We're not our own. We've been bought with a price. What is the price? The blood. That's how... We're redeemed by the blood. By the um, actions of Adam and Eve, when they took the offer to be as gods, was that a transaction for their very souls, in a way? Yeah, that's an oath. It's an oath. It's a deal. Like uh, God saying to Adam, Hey, Adam, uh, here's the whole earth. It's yours. Take dominion on everything. But Adam, don't let evil in. How can I let evil in? Well, you eat from the tree, uh, signifying you're agreeing to let evil in. It's a tree of evil, right? 
the other side of it too, but it's still the tree of evil. So Adam eats from the tree. Now, it's interesting in this story, and it brings to us uh, some clarification on what the righteousness of God is in Christ. Because um, you know the snake, you know, uh, the snake said to Eve, how do you, um, what did God say? And Eve does a logical extension to the truth. She says, don't touch the tree and you'll die. And that was an error, fundamental. And the snake's proving to Eve now that if you touch it, you don't die. This Bible says she picked the fruit. That means she held it in her hand and didn't die. Uh-oh. A logical extension to the what's the command is, is now causing an error and a doubting of God because it's not true. So she eats from the tree and she still doesn't die, right? Nothing actually happened to her. Why? She misunderstood the doctrine of one flesh, which is Eve was made out of Adam's flesh, and then Adam had to eat when he ate, their eyes opened. So had Adam have not eaten, his righteousness would have covered Eve. You see? When when they took the um, took the offer of Satan to be his gods, yes. and they ate the fruit, yeah. um, it brought it brought death to them, didn't it? Yes, the demons came in and killed them because they uh, were, were going to live. Um, they could have probably lived indefinitely, or who knows how long, but um, a lot longer than they ended up living. But now they had yeah, a but, you know, curse, didn't they? Yes. Well, the ground was cursed, which is our bodies are made of the ground. Yes. The water wasn't cursed. The world isn't cursed. Just the ground. The 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 water's not cursed, and um, that's why I believe we see Jesus only eating fish because the fish's flesh came out of water. But that's another story. But uh, when they ate, they allowed evil to come in. And then we get the story of Cain. Uh, sin is at the door, by the way, a person, a him or a his, God calls it in Genesis, is at the door. Now that, I believe, is fallen angels. And uh, Cain ends up murdering his brother, as we know. Cain's name means possession, by the way. So um, this is the possession of mankind. Now, this killed, this killed the bloodline of Adam. The bloodline of Adam now is born dead. Jesus said, man is through one man, everyone got condemned and died. So everybody born is born dead, even though living. Let the dead bury their own dead. Now, this is coming from the what, first Adam, the first species of human being. But there was a second species. There's only two species. The last Adam is Jesus. He is a separate bloodline because of the virgin. No man could be his father, as we know, and he's fathered by God and a separate, unique bloodline. Now, the first Adam had all the children of the earth, but the second Adam, and this is important, when he died on the cross, his bloodline died. What is his bloodline? All the children that could ever have come from Jesus' family. Had he have had a natural son, his natural son would have a son and so on, and they would be not cursed with death and live forever. So how much value is in that blood? See? That's but true. When we talk about the blood, yeah, we got to talk about the bloodline. So 
by natural justice, the bloodline must be replaced or compensated. This, I believe, bankrupted the creation. It cannot meet the need of compensation for Jesus' lost bloodline. Wow, so that's here heavy. Here we have what... Hmm? Keep going. Yeah, so here we have what's referred to as the riches in glory, the glorious payback, the, the payback for the bloodline of the, of, the, of the Lord Jesus' last man. The last man is never another one. So in, this makes it possible for us to be born again, uh, technically, legally, and righteously. We can be born again because Jesus, fair and square, lost his children. Now, the only possible solution is, is to adopt children out of the first Adamic race, which you can't just go and take them all. That wouldn't be right because it would sin against the ancestors. You have to uh, ask them, do they want to uh, switch? And that's the love offer of the gospel. So... Um, do you want to switch families? Um, would you like to be in my family? Would you like to be born again? So when one with their heart makes that correct decision in righteousness, the miracle takes place of the switching and the name is written in the book of life, which I believe is the family album of Jesus Christ, the family. Now, once we are a family member, we're entitled to the inheritance and this is the covenant, the inheritance, the contract in the blood, in the bloodline. And this inheritance is all our needs met on earth and in heaven forever. It's all done at the cross. Heaven is paid for, I believe, at the cross. So what we have then is, though, uh, a thief is on the earth. So we don't receive our inheritance. We receive entitlement to our inheritance all at once. And then we receive a daily dose of our inheritance every day. That's the daily bread. And why? Because the thief is still here. And if we received all our inheritance, the thief can steal it if we don't watch out. So a loving benefactor has left us a last will and testament, a will, that gives us a daily allowance. And Almost I like found a... Out it come, hmm, on. Almost like a trust... You know, I knew a guy one time, yeah. his grandfather was a heart surgeon, and, you know, put his wealth in trust. It was many millions of dollars. His name was Peter. Him and his mother were the recipients, mm. but the trust stipulated he could not get all the wealth at once because he would have probably lost it and spent it. And he did go on some crazy spending sprees, but it was stipulated he could only receive so much in a trust. It was kind of parceled out to him. You mean like the daily bread? We pray, Lord, give us a stay of daily bread? That's like a... Yeah, because, yes, that's their daily bread. Ah. Have a look, have a look at the manna. That's the example there. So, you see, you see um, if we got our inheritance and lost it, we'd be very disappointed. Oh, yeah. And disappoint, disappointment breaks the heart, right? Mm -hmm. So this is for people get depressed because they've, they're disappointed. So it, to avoid this. To avoid Jesus come to heal the brokenhearted, not break them. So he's made a way that we can all be not breaking our hearts. You know, we can blow today's inheritance, but we've got tomorrow's. So oh, is a, that's why it's important to And it comes at the communion table. It, it's at the communion table. If you don't eat, 
if you don't drink this blood and eat my bread, you have no life in you. Tell me more. What do you mean? Well, when we take communion, it's a good idea to confess, I received my inheritance today. Please, God, top up my card, my, my blood card. You know, wow. instead of Visa, we got, a, we got a blood card. It's the card that pays for everything today. Does it say in the word, he loadeth, loadeth, loadeth us up with benefits? He does. In another place, it says he's been given us all things. Another place, it says that we have all things, and he owns us, and the Father owns him. And therefore, God owns all things through us already owning all things. So, expand a little bit more on communion. What's actually going on there, oh. and why is there a benefit in taking daily communion? Okay, let's have a look at Romans 1. It says you can see the invisible attributes of God clearly seen by the nature, by the creation. We sit down and we eat our dinner, and if we don't eat our dinner for too long, we'll die, right? Right. <laughs> so, we have to eat every day. God made us. He could have made us so we don't eat. But he made us so we have to eat. And it shows us a message that to be nourished naturally, we need food. So to be nourished <coughs> with the inheritance of the saints, we have to receive it daily. And this is why many are running around starved and really on a fast of the blessings of heaven because it's daily. And it makes sense because the devil can't steal it. So when you have communion, you, I believe in taking communion with the confession. Dear Father God, I receive my inheritance today. Let my inheritance come today. We bind the demons from the devil from stealing our inheritance today. See? And then the tender mercies of God are fresh every morning. And you can go to communion and not just have a thimbleful. Have a glass of wine and have something to eat and then as a family, and let all your requests be spoken of over the communion. God is there. He said he's going to dine and sup with us, and we can let our needs be made known, cast our cares out because he cares for us, see, at communion. And it's a new hope in the church there to have communion and get your get your blessing that, that's there, but we've been missing out on it, see. Wow, I like that. Mm. You know, that's actually so simple, but it's deep at the same time. When you talked about how God made us to need to eat physically. Naturally, if I don't eat, my stomach starts to grumble. You go a prolonged period of time, a day, two days, three days, you begin to feel the effects. You're in fasting mode, and uh, you, you go too long, you die. Because we have to have food and water. But if we... Considered, and we haven't maybe really considered what you just said about the spirit man's got to eat daily. And if he doesn't, he's fasting. And the next thing you know, he begins to lose weight and looks like a Holocaust victim. Then becomes just bones and then he dies. Can we, can we go, can we have spiritual death if we totally yes. stop? You can. You can. The, getting the word of the, God? The, the, the scripture says, scripture says some people are twice dead uh oh mm, have a look it up folks are some people experiencing spiritual death because they have stayed out of the word of word of God and then they might have physical mm. death you know that's important we Jesus, gotta eat daily don't we? it's important Jesus begged Jesus virtually begged Peter right after the cross he says to Peter if you love me 
what did he say? If you love me three times, feed my lambs, feed my sheep, right? Yes. Well, what's sheep's food? What is sheep's food? See? What is it? Some say preaching. I say, Jesus said before he went to the cross, this is the cup of the new covenant. It's real food. Real drink and real food is the bread. There's a misunderstanding of what the bread is, and uh, I misunderstood it. What is and, it? Um, you, well, you look up, you look up at uh, Leviticus on the showbread table, you'll see 12 loaves of bread. Uh, the sprinkled with frankincense, by the way, as a memorial. What is that memorializing? Maybe Jesus was sprinkled with frankincense, right? And Jesus said, I'm the bread of life, right? Yeah. So when he, did, when he did feeding of the, the 5,000, uh, and at the, one of the occasions, he asked the disciples how many baskets was left over and, and marveled that they didn't know uh, why uh, there was 12 baskets left over, one for each tribe of Israel. There's 12 loaves of bread and 12 baskets. Jesus is the one that harvested the blessings of the whole of Israel, I believe. It is the bread of Israel, the cursing on the enemies and the blessing that comes from God and the judgment on enemies. So Jesus is the only one who fulfilled the law. Then he broke his body so we can share the blessing of that fulfillment. You know, this is powerful tonight. We're live with Minister Peter Wiffen coming to us from the Gold Coast of Australia. Uh, once again. So you, yeah, yeah, Shannon. So if you want to get the blessing at the table, you had, it says here uh, in one of the scriptures, I've been given a kingdom by my father, and I hereby give it to you, that you may sit and eat at my table. Now, judging the 12 tribes of Israel, that used to perplex me. But now it is, it's discerning. Like, you know, you go to a smorgasbord and you judge what you're going to eat. Yes. So all, all the solutions for mankind are in the blessings of Israel. So we sit at the table judging what we're going to eat, what we need to eat, and what blessings we want. See? Now, the table is in the kingdom. You could sit at my table in my kingdom. Where is the kingdom? Behold, the kingdom is in you. So we're all walking around with a communion table inside us. Type well, shadow. But it's in there. What is meant by what David said, Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies? That's why it's there. Because there's judgment at the table. Talk about that. What do you mean? Well, Paul says if you eat it unworthily, you die, right? Right. And that means you're sit going, to, going to the table, getting in the way of the judgment. So we sit down at the table and we put on the righteousness of God in Christ and sit down. That is like Adam's covering of Eve before, before Adam ate. See, we are the body. Jesus is the head. Jesus is not eating the sin. So we are covered by his righteousness, by the doctrine of one flesh. So when we sit at the table in his righteousness, not our own, we are out of the way for judgment to fall. A bit like a soldier going into a foxhole and calling in an airstrike. So we sit at the table and we eat and drink and ask for our blessings and the judgments on the spirits that are killing our life. And then the spirits have to drink their part of the blood, their part of the, the cross, because the cross is a two-edged sword. It's a saviour and a judgment stick. How do I know it's a judgment stick? It was, 
a tent peg was used to pierce the head of uh, Cicera in Judges 4 and nail him to the ground. That's piercing with the cross and nailing to the curse. God said to the snake, you'll eat the curse. So the job of the church is to execute the judgment on the spirits. And it's done at communion. <laughs> the Word of God yeah, says yeah. to execute the judgment written, that honor have all the saints. So that's right. There's multiple facets to the the communion table? Yes. Yes. See, the spirits are joined to us in our body. So when we drink the communion, they drink their part of it, the judgment. We drink the righteousness, the blessing. And um, God says in Jeremiah, give them all a drink who I send you, the nations. Um, and and uh, if they say they won't drink, you tell them they will surely drink. And there's a cup uh, with the dregs in the blood in there that they've got to drink in, in Jeremiah. So they, um, God, God is not letting the demons or the devil or men who side with the demons and the devil off the hook. Basically, everyone will be crucified. When I saw that everyone must be crucified, I, I fell over because uh, that the crucifixion is to come upon all. Now, when we are born again, we're counted as crucified with Christ, so we don't have to feel it. But we are counted legally and righteously as crucified with Christ as his children in his body when he died. Just like the two thieves on the cross, one accepted his crucifixion, type and shadow of a believer accepting the crucifixion of Jesus, and the other said, get me off, but he still got crucified, and so did Judas. So um, those who are not, who die outside of Jesus Christ will be feeling the pain of the crucifixion on their own right. Man, that's a scary thing. Wow. That is scary. And for all eternity. No end. Yep. Yep. Um, when we do deliverance... We command the, the, the spirits to be suffer the, the payback of the cross. Oh, wow. Be crucified. And, and I've had demons, I've had people, demonized people, uh, spread their arms out in the type of the shadow of a crucifixion and scream as the demons leave in judgment. <clears throat> so if you partake of the Lord's Supper communion unworthily, it says, for this cause many sleep. In other words, they died or many are sick. Um, so that that's literal. Uh, you don't want to take communion unworthily, but if you take it worthily, then you can receive the blessing. So what's happening is there's, uh, it says if you would judge yourself, then you would not have to be judged, right? So there's judgment right. at the and Lord's look, table? Right. Yes, grace, grace rules in righteousness. Gra look, this is, where the, this is where the misunderstanding on grace is coming in. Grace is there, available for everyone, but it won't rule outside of righteousness. I mean, it, it's there, but it will not be ruling. Grace rules in righteousness. And God said to Paul, right, my grace is enough to get you delivered. See. So if we've repented of sins, we've confessed and repented, turn away, in Jesus' name, um, we've escaped the judgment that, that comes yes, on those. Yes, it says that, we pass from life. And condemnation to life, right? Yes. Because it says, he that, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That's right. So if we do that prior to taking communion, mm -hmm. because there's judgment at the That's Lord's right. table, and we've judged ourselves by repenting, asking Jesus to forgive us, when you take the wine or the grape juice, 
you can receive a blessing from it, those who have repented. But the demons who do not repent, they receive judgment on their heads, don't they? They do. The sin must pass to the demons. Why? Every he confessed to the cross passes to Satan and men who side with Satan. Uh-huh. How do I know? You go up to Leviticus and you see the scapegoat. One goat was killed and the other goat, uh, the sin of Israel for a year, was still held with the priests in the priest's hands. And the priests put their hands on the scapegoat and transferred it. Yet sin doesn't disappear. Judgment does not disappear. Judgment falls and stays. This is why there's an eternal judgment. Okay. I used to think, why did, why did, uh, wh- why does men get eternal judgment? And is that fair? And then um, I prayed about it, and I saw that eating from the tree was a judgment of death, but it was not eternal death, because God said they could eat from the tree of life and live, but they'd be living in a, a fallen state. Okay. So that that wasn't an eternal death. And then I thought, what is an eternal death? And it's being guilty for the death of the eternal son. You reap the death eternally. Because because of us, he had to come and give his life. Right. We caused the fault. It's our fault he came. Uh, you know, the name Mary means rebellion. Jesus was born out of the rebellion of men. Somebody has to pay for sin. We either let Jesus do it. It's got to pay. Or we're going to pay for our own sins and we'll never finish paying. We'll be paying for them forever. In you can't pay it. Torment. How can you pay? Yeah. How can yeah. any? How can anyone pay for the death of the eternal Son, bloodline, and all the possible children that could have come from that bloodline? It's impossible. How can anyone? Yeah. It's like a bit like you know you kill your baby in the womb. Well, you kill only your baby. You kill the potential children the baby would have had. Dear God. You Folks, work it out. It's a lot. This is powerful. Like you can't calculate it. You know, I heard a testimony. I think it was by Graham Walsh. One, uh, it was a deliverance minister from Scotland, and he talked about a deliverance he did with a. He was at a church, and there was a man that would come to church, and he was sitting towards the back of the um, sanctuary in one of the pews, and he would begin to manifest. And the, the pastor didn't do any deliverance. He didn't know how to handle it, but this guy would have outburst, and he'd have like two ushers. Go over there and they have to restrain the guy and maybe take him out of the sanctuary into a back room or something until he calmed down. And Graham came in. He was a deliverance minister and uh, saw this guy manifesting and began to pray. And they had a tough time with him. Commanded the spirit to come out, but this thing was stubborn. He gives the man communion as he's manifesting. Mm-hmm. And the demons came out. And the guy was set free. They were forced to receive uh, judgment at the Lord's table, weren't they? They are, and that's why he sets up a table, not a sword, nothing else. It's a judgment table. And the saints sitting there, God gave the world to men. He said to Noah, if you kill uh, by man, you will be killed. And God is working judgment through the church because the church is his body. He says, vengeance is mine. He executed those through the church. See, we can ask, this is also powerful, you can ask the demon, whose body is it? And they they will bow and confess a, a saved person that the body belongs to Jesus. 
So the body belongs to Jesus. No demon has any right in there. What is the demon doing in the body of Jesus Christ, the Son of God who came in the flesh, see? So in the West, so we've the kind only of... reason... Hmm? Go ahead, you first. Yeah, they come in. We, we are the gatekeeper of the body, and they come in with our approval or disapproval. That's the keys to the kingdom of heaven. <clears throat> Binding is disapproval. Approval is loosening. So they come in by the allowing or disallowing, known and unknown by being tricked. That's the only way is access. And we're giving accessing to the body of Jesus, to spirits, when we do that. But I find they come out easier, or not easier, but they come out when one commands them to confess who owns the body. Now you're talking about in a uh, in a Christian where you're commanding the demon to come out. What about if you're praying for uh, someone who doesn't know Christ and they're yes. tormented? The um, demon will say, "It's my body." Okay. The demon, the demon, you know, when a demon comes out of a man, he goes around, comes back with seven more. Yes. More wicked than himself, and says, "This is my house. My house swept clean." So it's a question of who owns the house. That's amazing. Now you know, in the West, we've so, kind of grown up to think uh, communion just getting one of those little plastic thimble communion cups, you know, a part of a cracker, or a little bit of bread. But it's much more than that. This was actually a dinner. A real meal? Yeah. Yeah. It was in the old, old old days of the church, right? It was a dinner. And 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 it's a it's a receiving in the natural, showing what we're receiving in the supernatural. The unseen. So if we were going to incorporate so we, this we acted out like they did in the early church, what could you do? Maybe pick your, your supper, your dinner, however you call it. You know, your your evening meal, and you'd want to add a little bit of bread and some wine or juice to the menu? Yes. Make the whole meal communion. So let's say you're... And sit around. Yeah, sit around, letting all your requests be made known. Describe it for me. Let's say you're going to have communion tonight. You invite a few friends over. They they want to uh, yep. have a old-fashioned, you know, uh, Bible-based communion. communion. Uh, what might you be cooking? For your meal, maybe cook anything you want, and anything you want, and cook the best. Cook nice stuff. Sit down, have some wine and bread there. Give thanks. Ask that um, that that uh, that Jesus and the Father come. It says we'll come and dine and have supper with you. Invite God Almighty to participate in the dinner. Wow! And then thank Him for His sacrifice. And ask to have our ask and receive. We receive now our inheritance. And oh God, the rent's due, the power bill's due, uh, Johnny's run away. And uh, can your love come in our family? Can we receive the blessings of heaven as achieved by Jesus? The blessings of Israel as received by Jesus. See, if we go out and try and get them anywhere else, we're outside the way. It's a way. And the way is it's done. We have an inheritance. Do you have to earn your inheritance? If you go to the lawyer, he's going to give you a check. So all of it's done every day. 
It's a good day. And I found it's turning lives around, it turned mine around. You know, I got given this op shop, man. <laughs> a whole op shop. God actually wants to load us up with da- and- with daily benefits. Yes. I like that. Yeah. And 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 at, as you receive your blessing, your inheritance, help your brothers and sisters with it. Oh yeah. Use it to love people with, see? Just love people with it. And 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 share because there's plenty more. Jesus death bankrupted the known universe. I can, believe. Can you have a communion and every day? All, every day. You can have it yourself. You can be you, you mean, even in the car and just pray it. Have it yourself. Oh, God, I received my blessings today. Let me have my daily bread today. I, I want it. I receive it. It's not forced on anyone, see. The devil has got us all away from it. You know? He sure has. I've never heard this growing up. Mm. You know, we had the communion in the church, the little cracker, the little thimble. They bring it out on a silver tray. And I understand maybe there wasn't enough uh, to bring everybody a, a big cup. Um, but they never explained, really, this whole facet of give us this day our daily bread and w- what's happening at the Lord's table. You know, we know that if you take it unworthily. It's the sheep's food. It's the sheep's food. Oh, wow. It's the sheep's food and, it's, and it comes with the blessing. That's why Jesus is encouraging. Unless you drink this blood and eat this bread, you have no life in you. And what it is, it's an agreement like eating with the tree. It's agreeing to receive the inheritance of the saints. I want the inheritance, don't you folks? Absolutely we do. And you can't go wrong. And folks, if we're not eating. How can you lose? How are we going to live? How are we going to survive very long? How can we lose when we have an unlimited inheritance it's paying forever for us bro this is pretty awesome the blood as you mentioned the blood of jesus has purchasing power now i want to take you back to um okay before i do that i want to make so i want to close i was uh, closure on one point which is okay uh yeah. this is where god gives us our daily bread and loads us up with benefits we can have answers to prayer mm-hmm. Can healing yes. for our and bodies... And keep the thief away. What do you mean? And to have judgment to keep... Well, ah. the thief is stealing our blessings. The yeah. God of this world is judged. He's got... Uh, the wealth of the wicked is the wealth of the demons. They have to hand it over. The uh, If you look in the back of Jeremiah, you see that the evil king Murdiach took off prison garment and gave Judah a daily king's meal. Type and shadow. They've got to let it go. And this is why with the blood, we're purchasing back everything. Rahab looked through a window at the judgment in Jericho at a blood line. It's the same line that helped them escape from the wall. It's a rope. When we apply for the blood, we apply the blood, we're, apply, we're appealing for our inheritance in the blood. I've heard that said Not many times. It on. The it's wealth of the wicked is laid up for the righteous. The wicked are the demons? The wicked are the demons. And men who side with them. And you know what? The devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. If he's stolen, he's taken possession of something that belonged to another, didn't he? 
Saints, don't let the devil steal your stuff. What's he doing Early with communion, it? Call the judgment on him. Call, you know, get your blessings and call the judgment on the devils that are stealing your blessings. Oh, wow. I like that. And you mm. know what? And if we have any it's demonic sweet. spirits inside of us, when we take communion, they're going to receive the judgment because they're drinking the cup, aren't they? Unworthily. They are. They are and pray deliverance from each other. That's the foot washing. Jesus said to Peter, you don't know what I'm doing. Why? He had his foot in the bowl. How do you not know? It, it, it's spiritual. And it's the two places Jesus said, you have no part of me. One is the communion and one is the foot washing. You're clean, but you need a wash. See, this is the restoring of the corruption, escaping the corruption that's in the world. So this is the righteousness of God is that God is restoring the corruption. Now, we won't be fully restored this side of the resurrection because it says we're sown corruptible and raised incorruptible. So uh, another place it says, I wish Israel would be saved, but they have a zeal for God. It's not good enough. And, and to no knowledge, they try to get a righteousness of their own uh, uh, and have not submitted to the righteousness that is of God. What is the righteousness that is of God? The righteousness is he made us all and he's fixing us all. That we, as being given kingship of our life, submit to him to submit to his righteousness so he'll fix us. You know, if we we in our generations, our ancestors, parents, grandparents have been continually victimized by these demonic spirits and stolen from, maybe for hundreds of years. All that stuff is being accumulated by the enemy and we don't go back to reclaim it? Fulcher, how much is sitting out there? Well, yeah, but, but it was lost at the cross. Jesus got ownership of everything at the cross, I believe. And then the devil is using it and illegally. we got to go back and place a meek, claim, don't we? The meek inherited Yeah, the meek have inherited it. It belongs to the family of Jesus Christ, man. And you've got to pray it in at the communion table to get it, I believe. Wow, folks, that's another awesome reason to be taking communion. To be loaded up with your believe daily it. it's all bread. It's, it's all there by a loving father who sent his son to get it for us. To get your daily bread, to recover what has been stolen, to be set free from these parasites. Spiritual and blood-sucking demons? Yes. Life's in the blood. Um, this no is a legal right to the body of Jesus Christ. No legal right. He's the head, we're the body. He's given us all things pertaining to life. Back to what you said earlier, there was a, um, a lady who the demon said, that she's mine, I own her. And yeah, that was a guy. Yeah, in the in the, in the club. Yeah, it was. It was uh, well, that was the guy in the club. But you were talking about uh, some. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, the, women that have been taken. Yeah, the and, then, and then then you can lead the person into salvation. And ask again. <laughs> the demon will change the story. We cancel that contract over her or him by the blood of Jesus. <laughs> Yes. In Jesus' name. It, yes. What is Jesus' name? 
My children bear my family name. We carry the family name, see? Mm. We are the family name, and we are the blood, in a terms like our family's flesh and blood, right? Yes. So we are the flesh and blood. That's why we're dangerous. We just realize what we are. You know, um, it also says that if we, we're overcomers and we make it to heaven, uh, God is going to give everybody a name on a white stone, I think. Yes. A new name. I, you know, I, knew, I thought about that. What would be my new first name? I, didn't, I forgot about the fact we've got to have a family name. Do you think it'll be something Ben Judah? Well, I believe that that happens because it can never be misused in this fallen world. He's keeping our name safe. But we'll have a, we have to have a family safe. name, don't we? Yeah, our family name is our, our patriarch. Our name is the family name is the name of Jesus. Wow, folks, this is heavy tonight, folks. Brother, where do you get this revelation at? This is deep. Well, just trying to fix the hard cases here, man. You know, we get people here who can't get help anywhere. So we, so we got to be, got to be looking at everything to try and get solutions. And I believe the cross is perfect. So I found it was with me. I've got to look in. I've got to get uh, sorted out. And, and um, you know, the, the, the first step is, is to add virtue. Remember that scripture? Uh, add to your faith virtue. I think we forgot to do that. Virtue means to be good, you know. Add righteousness to your faith, you know. Well, this is showing and, me and that, that yeah. the Word of God that has so many layers. To, Go ahead. I'm sorry. That passage. Sorry, yeah, that, that passage will lead you to heaven, and you won't be told away from me, you worker of iniquity, if mm. you follow that passage that says, add to your faith, you know? It's like, um, add to your faith, virtue, then brotherly love, kindness, self-control, knowledge, and these things. It's a passage somewhere in there. And, and this is how you make sure that you'll, be, you'll enter in and not be said you're working iniquity, you know. So it's it's time to time that we add to our faith virtue. Be kind, be nice, portray what who God is to to the world. Be nice to them, and help them, and um, learn uh, learn how to administrate the kingdom. He that does. I believe the milk is God's love, and he that uses the milk doesn't need skill, but he that uses it is eating the meat, because the meat is the use of. And, and this is how we come up with these things and find these things out of the scriptures, because of a love to help our neighbors, not to know things. Knowledge is not love, right? So. Brother, the word of God has so many layers to it, folks, and we think, oh, I've read it once. I've got all I need out of it. No, you don't. You just scratch the surface. Yes. Um, you found this out and with um, an exploration of God's word and began to look at names, place, uh, places and locations, yeah. people that we might read one time and never saw the significance to it, but there was deeper meaning to it, wasn't there? There was, and um, it, it opened, opened up more revelation. You know, 17% of the Bible are names. They may as well be in Chinese. We don't know what they mean. 
that when we found out what they mean, they add to the message and the colour of the message. So uh, this helped a lot in um, in the revelations, you know, and um, I've got it on PDF. Anybody wants it, they can email me. What are you Peter talking Griffin. about here? For those that have never heard, um, what is this document? The, the Names Amplification Bible. It's a King James with the meaning of the names in the text as you read along. And you'll find that those meanings of the names add to the message. Like crossing the Jordan says, Behold a son crosses over the descender, parting him between Adam and his distress. Just in the meaning of the names. You can see there God's hand in the message that he wants us to dearly get. He needs us to get the message. He's made our inheritance. It's time to take it. Pick the fruit of it. Take it. And, and it's at the table. There's a lot of doctrines out there taking us all the way from the basic doctrine of the communion. Peter, how long did you work on the Names Amplifications Bible? Uh, five years. Uh, 2012, I think I did the application for the copyright on it, and it took me editing till um, last year. Amazing. And, uh, Where in this Bible is King James with what's in the margins notes? No, mo no notes, no margins. It's a pure Bible, nothing but the Bible to distract us. It just has the name meanings in this text as you read along. Saves you looking them up. Folks, so you can read and you'll see uh, a particular name, a person mm -hmm. or a location, and you've went in and actually looked it up, uh, what mm -hmm. that means, because um, names have meanings, don't they? Yes. Um, like Moses means drawn, and no one gets saved unless they're drawn. Um, Cain's name means possession. He killed his brother Abel, which means the breath. So possession kills the breath or the life. You can just see it all the way through the scriptures, all these messages. You know, uh, this is off base just a little bit, but I heard that uh, someone say that uh, Cain actually ate his brother, cannibalized him. You think there's any truth to that? <laughs> I don't know. But uh, we know he ended up in the ground because his blood calls out from the ground. Um, anyway. Now, the Bible, the Names Application Bible, how would a person mm -hmm. obtain a copy? Uh uh, there's a website, and uh, it's uh, name, <coughs> namesamplificationbible.com. Wow. Do you have this and, in hard copy as well? Yeah. <coughs> it's in hard copy, and it's uh, uh, here from Australia, so the postage is a little bit, you know. But uh, anyway, it's what we got happening at the moment. So if they would but, like uh, to order a copy, they could do that. What about the PDF copy? PDF, just email me, and I'll, I'll email it to you free. Folks, would you like a copy of this tonight? Um, give out that email address. How do people reach you in the ministry? Uh, my name, Peter, and Whiffen is uh, W, H for Harry, I for Igloo, F for Fred, F for Fred, I for Igloo, N for Nelly. P. Whiffen, what's the right? Yeah, at hotmail.com. Brother, I didn't even know Hotmail still existed. Does it? <laughs> yeah. I thought yeah, it went so out of business. Uh, Can you, so you still get email on Hotmail? Yeah, well, it's MSM. Oh, yeah. check out protonmail.com. But if it works, that's good. Pwiffin at hotmail.com. Uh, folks, we're live with Peter Whiffin from the Gold Coast of Australia. Um, Peter, this is amazing. Cool. So the blood of Jesus can cancel demonic contracts? Yes, we buy them. 
You buy yourself back. Um, you can bind yourself with O's. You can ask the Father to forgive the O's, numbers 30. It's very two big steps for people. One is complete forgiveness, which is asking God to take off the record what anyone's ever done with a pure heart. The second one is ask the Father to let you loose from any O's or deals you've done. That's Numbers 30. The husband can disallow the vow of the wife and daughter. Wife and daughter being, I believe, Israel and the church. So uh, this works very powerfully. A lot of people are going around in circles because they've got O's still binding. You know, we're kings. When we, when we make an oath or a promise, we frame a law over ourselves as a king. It's a proclamation. It's a law. And God holds us to that. Unless we ask the king of kings to overturn it for us, we're stuck. That's what would be an power. example of an oath that someone might have made which would have been detrimental to them? Okay. Um, they might go and uh, talk to a uh, tarot card reader, and the tarot card reader says, can I, um, can I minister to your life? And, and they say, yes, and pay them. Um, it might be letting someone lay hands on you. Can I pray for your brother, sister? Uh, you're bowing now, um, and you could get an evil transfer if you're not correct there. Uh, it could be uh, putting a Buddha statue up and bowing to that is an oath. Oh, wow. Or it can be as simple as, simple as agreeing in conversation with someone, someone gossiping. Oh, that person's evil. Oh, yeah. Now you're in an oath with, uh, with gossip and... Uh, all sorts of things, uh, giving your authority to someone, taking an oath of office. Um, uh, parents can put oaths over children's. So these uh, oaths can be made in dreams where you have a dream and, uh, and you're agreeing with what's happening in Whoa. the dream. Wow. Folks, don't take those dreams for granted. Cancel huh? that stuff in the name of Jesus. What happens if you have a, a, a father or grandfather who is a mason? They've taken oaths. Well, there's an oath. What do you do yeah. to What do you do to break them? Yeah, well, it's it, it, the the um, uh, is that confession, dear Father God, I hand up all my oaths ever made over me by me known and unknown, and by anyone in authority over me, and I ask you, would you forgive them, and let me free from them? See, the devil works by oaths. Jesus plainly said it. If anyone asks you to do an oath, it's from the evil one. Let your yes be yes, right? Right. So Jesus is pointing out how the devil works. The Queen of Sheba got delivered in First Kings chapter 10 by King Solomon, and her name means seven oaths. Whoa. So oaths were driven, delivered at the table of peace, and if you have a look at it, it's, a, it's communion. Where, uh, what happened there in First Kings chapter 10, and it's in Chronicles as well, it's twice in the same in the Bible. So uh, Queen Sheba got delivered with communion, and the oaths got delivered. See, when you do a contract, you're bound together like a blood covenant or a contract or whatever. Uh, the word piracy is like oath, and and um, there's a lot of stuff goes on everywhere in the world making oaths. You can buy something, and it's an oath. And this is where you can be scapegoated with evil from buying something that's an oath. Brother, this is amazing. I want someone out there to check out the website. Um, namesamplificationbible.com, is that right? 
Yes, namesamplificationbible.com. I'm trying to pull it up here in Bali, and uh, they've got some censorship going on. Like I have a friend who has a website called newhopeinthelord.com because it has L-O-R-D in the name, I'm blocked. But I just tried to pull it up, and I'm not getting anything. That's why I'm wondering if I've been blocked because it has Bible in the name. Could um, um, try uh, hiskingdomstable.com. There may be a problem with that website, Peter. Check it out. Someone else saying they got a problem. Right. Okay, his just to give you a heads right. up. Uh, hiskingdomstable.com. Okay, uh, folks yeah. are asking for the um, website. That's coming up. Okay, praise God. I'm gonna put that in the chat room here. Peter, someone says, hey, I'd like to take communion the way it was done in the first century church, the way we should be doing it. But I'm still a little bit confused on the process. Do you have any teaching on this where people could follow along yeah. until they get the hang of it? Yeah, it's on my uh, website, uh, namesamplificationbible.com. Okay. And um, it's there, and uh, it's you can. they've got teachings up also on um, prophetic uh, witness, um, yeah, on my website's the main one. Okay, and the and the email is pwiffin at hotmail.com? Uh, Peter. Oh, Peter. Okay, excuse me. Okay, I gave the wrong yeah, one out. Peter Wiffin at, at hotmail. F-F-I-N at yeah. hotmail.com. Uh, Peter, this is yeah. an amazing uh, teaching. Um, There's more lots of things, and um, this, this is the truth that sets us free. So uh, everyone who wants to get into the truth can start with a prayer. Dear Father God, I receive a love of the truth. Appoint me to know. Jesus said they're not appointed to know. So um, that's scary. Now I talk in parables. They're not appointed to know. So we have to ask uh, to be appointed to know, I believe. So about a, a few days back, Peter, I was I, I had awoken um, in the wee hours, it was about 3 a.m. when I woke up, and I just got up and I said, I'm going to check my email. Got over, got on the computer, and I'm just scanning the emails, if there's any fires to put out. And I had one from Al Cuppet, our friend, and Al Cuppet had uh, copied me and some other people on an email he got from a sister, and the sister was quoting a verse for him and gave him Jeremiah 33.3. Mm -hmm. And um, first I was wondering, why did he copy me on this? This was something he had been given personally. But then I glanced at the clock, yeah. and it was 3.33 in the morning. And I said, whoa, God, you're speaking to me <laughs> as well. I said, I received that, Brother Al, for me and you. And I looked it up, and of course I had seen this verse before, but God was pointing out to me, illuminating it. Call unto me, and I will answer thee, and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Now, I believe that's for everyone. Uh, how do you proceed with that? Um, with that? With that challenge there in the Word of God to call upon the Lord. Yes, it's um, it's it's in prayer. Um, Jesus said, first seek the kingdom." So He said to pray, "Thy kingdom come." Okay. And we know now that the kingdom is is within us. The table is within the kingdom. So it's the prayer, I receive the kingdom. Let the kingdom of heaven come. And the kingdom is those that are born into the kingdom. You can't see it till you're born into it. And those that are not 
Christians that are listening, why not know the truth? Why not? This is what I witness when I witness the people. Wouldn't you want to know the truth before you die? Why don't you pray? Mm. Dear, dear God, who is the creator? If there is a creator, I ask the creator to show me the truth. Let them reach out. Let the creator show them. That's and a fair proposition. How. It's fair. Don't listen to me. I'm just saying there's a creator there that I found. Maybe you can find him too. Wow. All right. I like that challenge. And you yeah, know, before you die, wouldn't you want to know the truth? Again, well, you've done this with Muslims and Hindus oh. or anyone. Oh. You know what? It works. I've heard testimony of challenging people to ask them, mm -hmm. to ask the Lord to reveal himself to them, if he's real. Mm -hmm. And one person prayed to Allah, and one person prayed to Jesus, said, whoever's real, visit me, speak to me. And Jesus yeah. appeared to her yeah. three nights in a row in a dream, and she gave her life to Christ, a former Muslim lady. Wow. You know, you know when that? they say I'm Muslim or I'm this or I'm that. Yeah. I say, I say, oh, that's a clubhouse. Oh yeah. yeah. That's a clubhouse. I like that. That's just where like-minded people go. Yeah, cool. You, you got a clubhouse. Cool. Would oh, you well, like to people, meet the Creator? <laughs> <laughs> many people say, "Well, I'm a Christian. I go to church." But are you really? Yeah. Does going to church make yeah. you a Christian? Yeah. I'm a Seventh-day Adventist. What are you going to do on the eighth day? I'm a Catholic. But what does that really mean? Yeah, that's a clubhouse. That just means you go to a clubhouse. You know, I belong to the bowling club. <laughs> it doesn't mean anything to me. What What matters is, is that you, are you born again? But are you born again? Boy, I love this. Um, Peter, I'm, I've enjoyed this time. How are you doing for time, by the way? Am, am I all right for time? Or, or? I, I think I've got it. Huh? I think I've got to go because uh, the shop's okay. got to be closed and I've gone over time. But okay. uh, we, we can make another time sometime, eh? Yes. I wanted to say what an awesome program tonight. Folks, have you enjoyed this? Uh, if you have, I want you to write Peter and ask him to come back. Peter, look at your schedule. Brother, we got to get you back on post-haste. I want you to come back and uh, continue your teaching on the milk. Like you told, okay, that, cool. told that demon. Would you like some? <laughs> what, what, what did you say to the demon on the boat as you were on the shore? It's time we all had a drink of milk. <laughs> There's more of the milk <laughs> teaching, folks, on the next show with Peter Wiffen. Brother, you want to close us in prayer? Okay. Thank you, Father God, for a wonderful time. And we... Uh, we pray that the um, uh, that the blessing comes forward uh, that you paid for so much price that the people can start to receive more on what you've done for them. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. How did this time work out for you? Could we possibly do this time for your next show? <coughs> yeah, we could, or we could make it like this time starting on, and I can then I don't have to go close the shop. Ah, okay. Very good. Tell you what you do. Look at your schedule. Let me know what next date you got, and let's get you back on, brother. Okay. Cheers we love you. Cheers. God bless. Okay. See ya. Folks, that was Peter Whiffen. Did you enjoy that? 
we've been long overdue to get Peter on. The enemy has withstood me from getting our brother back on. And when we had him booked, um, something would happen to my end. Praise God, though, he did not win tonight. We got Peter Whiffin back. And, folks, those are some deep teachings. I'm not going to joke. That's good stuff right there. That's what I meant when I said the Bible has multiple layers. And we think, oh, I've read it. There's nothing new to learn. Are you kidding me? Some things are only super spiritually discerned. And the Holy Spirit has to illuminate it for us. Or we just read over it and glance over it and have no idea what we read or what the meaning was or how deep. I heard someone, they were, uh, they've been studying the, the um, Psalm 91 for over 15 years and continue to get things out of it. I said, wow, now that's amazing. Omega Man Radio has been commissioned to invade deep into enemy territory, drive out the hosts of hell, and take back the land. Our mission is to preach Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who is the only name written under heaven by which men might be saved, cast out demons, and pray for the sick that they may be healed in Jesus' name. If this program is a blessing to you and you would like to take part in this harvest of souls, join with us and attack the hosts of hell by donating any amount online at www.omegamanradio.com. You may also donate by sending check or money order to 9030 West Sahara Avenue, Suite 665, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89117. We thank you.